Hey, Chip, you know what would be cool? What? If we read the Bible for four weeks straight. <laughs> well, I, I think that's reality. It's getting close. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Hey, welcome to day 28, guys. Welcome, everyone. This is Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. I'm Chip. Chip and this is uh, Eric. Eric. Yes. I, ha- I was going to get it. Yeah, and if you're new with us, welcome. And if you've joined us, good job. Way to go. Four weeks straight. And we want to encourage you to share this with many people as possible. We want to just, you know... Um, really challenge people and encourage people to read read the Bible this year and to go after it. You know what occurred to me? Yeah. You know, like if, no, you're, if you're just starting out, I know you probably didn't. No. If you're just starting out, yeah. this is bingeable. <laughs> yes, it is. You could binge the Bible. I love it. You know? So if you're it. just getting started, binge, binge it. the Bible. Binge it. Binge the wow. Bible. Binge the Bible. I know. Dude. I know for a fact. I'm calling this. I don't. I'm not gifted in prophecy, but I'm calling this right now that Chip is going to use that as a sermon series. Binge the Bible. Binge the Bible. Yes. And he's writing it down right now too. He's idea. writing it down. So you can binge if this. Hey, if this binge is your first day, if you just heard about this, if you just ran into someone and said you got to try this out, or you found us on Facebook, whatever. Binge the Bible. Binge Let's the do Bible. this thing. You can still get through the whole Bible in a year. We're making that possible for you. God will empower you, and, and we will equip you the best that we can to get that done. Help you find out so what. Help you see Jesus in every word, of every line of every text. And yeah, let's make this a meaningful year. So, so proud of you guys. Great idea. Let's do this thing. Time to binge the Bible. Binge the Bible. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Day 28. Okay. Chip, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, let's see. I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. I went first yesterday too, didn't I? You did. Wow, I got a little streak going. (laughs) Okay. Genesis chapter 46, Jacob's journey to Egypt. So Jacob, he set out for Egypt with all of his possessions. And when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. During the night, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. I do just want to say... Joseph has revealed who he is to his brothers, and yeah. they went back and reported to Jacob. So this is just a recap for yesterday. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, to say yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's all right. So yeah. uh, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called, and Jacob said, Here I am, Jacob replied. I am the God. I am the God of your father, the voice said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I'll make your family into a great nation. I will go with you down to Egypt I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph, he'll be with you to close your eyes. So Jacob left Beersheba and his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives in the wagons Pharaoh had provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all the personal belongings they had acquired in the land of Canaan. So Jacob and his entire family went to Egypt, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters, all his descendants. Well, these are the names of the descendants of Israel, the sons of Jacob who went to Egypt. Reuben was Jacob's oldest and my personal favorite. The sons of Reuben were Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shal. Shal's mother was a Canaanite woman. Okay. Well, the sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Uh, the sons of Judah were Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, Zerah, though Ur and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hemuel. The sons of Issachar were Tola, 
Pua, Jashub, Shimron. The sons of Zebulun were Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These were the sons of Leah and Jacob who were born in Padan Aran, in addition to their daughter Dinah. The number of Jacob's descendants, male and female, through Leah was 33. The sons of Gad were Zephron, Hagi, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. The sons of Asher were Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Bariah. Their sister was Sarah. Bariah's sons were Heber and Malkiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, the servant given to Leah by her father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Zilpah was 16. Okay. <laughs> I will give you a break because yeah. my goodness. Thank you. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, were Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph's sons born in the land of Egypt were Manasseh and Ephraim. Their mother was Asana, the prophet of Pot- Potipharah, the priest of On. Benjamin's sons were Bela, Beaker, Ashbel, Jira, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Muppim, Huppim, and Ard. <laughs> Are you serious? Muppum and Huppum. If I have to tell you one more time. (laughs) These were the sons of Rachel and Jacob. The number of Jacob's descendants through Rachel was 14. The son of Dan was Hushim. The sons of Naphtali were Jazil, Guni, Jezer, and Shilam. These were the sons of Bilhah, the servant given to Rachel by her father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Bilhah was seven. The total number of Jacob's direct descendants who went with him to Egypt, not counting his son's wives, was 66. In addition, Joseph had two sons who were born in Egypt. So altogether, there there were 70 members of Jacob's family in the land of Egypt. Jacob's family arrives in Goshen. As they neared their destination, Jacob sent Judah ahead to meet Joseph and to get directions to the region of Goshen. And they were, and when they finally arrived there, Joseph prepared his chariot and traveled to Goshen to meet his father, Jacob. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Finally, Jacob said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen your face again and know that you're still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and his father's entire family, I will go to Pharaoh and tell him, My brothers and my father's entire family have come to me from the land of Canaan. These men are shepherds, and they raise livestock. They have brought with them their flocks and herds and everything they own. When he said, when Pharaoh calls for you and asks about your, ask about your occupation, you must tell him, we, your servants, have raised livestock all of our lives, as our ancestors have always done. When you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Goshen, for the Egyptians despise shepherds. Genesis 47, Jacob blesses Pharaoh. Then... Joseph went to see Pharaoh and told him, My father and my brothers have arrived in the land of Canaan. They have come with all their flocks and herds and possessions, and they are now in the region of Goshen. Joseph took five of his brothers with him and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked the brothers, What is your occupation? They replied, We, your servants, are shepherds, just like our ancestors. We have come to live here in Egypt for a while, for there is no pasture for our flocks in Canaan. The famine is very severe, so please, we request permission to live in the region of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your father and brothers have joined you here, choose any place in the entire land of Egypt for them to live. Give them the best of the land of Egypt. Let them live in the region of Goshen. And if any of them have special skills, put them in charge of my livestock too. 
Then Joseph brought his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. How old are you, Pharaoh asked him. <laughs> yeah, how old are you? Jacob replied, I have traveled this earth for 130 hard years, but my life has been short compared to the lives of my ancestors. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh again before leaving his court. So Joseph assigned the best land of Egypt, the region of Ramesses, to his father and his brothers, and he settled them there, just as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph provided food for his father and his brothers in amounts appropriate to the number of their dependents, including the smallest children. Joseph's leadership in the famine. Meanwhile, the famine had become so severe that all the food was used up and the people were starving throughout the lands of Egypt and Canaan. By selling grain to the people, Joseph eventually collected all the money in Egypt and Canaan, and he put the money in Pharaoh's treasury. When the people of Egypt and Canaan ran out of money, all the Egyptians came to Joseph. Our money is gone, they cried, but please give us food or we will die before your very eyes. Joseph replied, since your money is gone, bring me your livestock. I'll give you food in exchange for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph in exchange for food. In exchange for their horses, flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and donkeys, Joseph provided them with food for another year. But that year ended, and the next year they came again and said, We cannot hide the truth from you, my lord. Our money is gone, and all our livestock and cattle are yours. We have nothing left to give you but our bodies and our land. Why should we die before your very eyes? Buy us and our land in exchange for food. We offer our land and ourselves as slaves for Pharaoh. Just give us grain so we may live and not die, and so the land does not become empty and desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. All the Egyptians sold in their fields because the famine was so severe, and soon all the land belonged to Pharaoh. As for the people, he made them all slaves, from one end of Egypt to the other. The only land he did not buy was the land belonging to the priest. They received an allotment of food directly from Pharaoh, so they didn't need to sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Look, today I have bought you and your land for Pharaoh. I will provide you with seeds so you can plant the fields. Then, when you harvest it, one-fifth of your crop will belong to Pharaoh. You may keep the remaining four-fifths as seeds for your fields and as food for you, your households, and your little ones. You've saved our lives, they exclaimed. May it please you, my lord, to let us be Pharaoh's servants. Joseph then issued a decree, still in effect in the land of Egypt, that Pharaoh should receive one-fifth of all the crops grown on his land. Only the land belonging to the priest was not given to Pharaoh. Meanwhile, the people of Israel settled in the region of Goshen in Egypt. There they acquired property, and they were, then they were fruitful, and their population grew rapidly. Jacob lived for 17 years after his arrival in Egypt, so he lived 147 years in all. As the time of his death drew near Jacob, he called for his son Joseph and said to him, Please do me this favor. Put your hand under my thigh and swear that you'll treat me with unfailing love by honoring this last request. Do not bury me in Egypt. When I die, please take my body out of Egypt and bury me with my ancestors. So Joseph promised, I will do as you ask. Swear that you will do it, Jacob insisted. So Joseph gave his oath and Jacob bowed humbly at the head of his bed. Okay. <laughs> wow. That is the first sneeze that we've ever had. That's the first one. It made up for a lot. I tried to hold as much. That made up for a lot of sneezes. I was really trying. You got a lot of sneezes out of that one. Sorry, everybody. Yes. My goodness. Well, bless you. Yes, I have been blessed. You can be Pharaoh, and I will be Jacob. Bless, bless you, Chip. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I think I'm supposed to ask how old you are too. I read that as 
you know, not not how old are you, but how old are you? Yeah, that's how I Because they were like, yeah, he looked at him like, you got oh, that white beard, marks, man. Why do you have a white you are beard? Ancient. Shave that thing; it makes you look yeah, worse. Yeah, he has a young son, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, hey, that happens. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? That happens. All right. Okay. All right. That was good. That we're was a little good. bit. We're a little bit squirrely today, Chip. Squirrely. Yeah, a little. Well, squirrely, little. Reading all those names, I tell you, that was. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. So I was rooting around in the New Testament while you were reading those. So. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you kept me going there. That's fine. You know, here's the thing. Um, we said this on day one. So if you're new, well, we are just reading as we see them. We're not yeah. trying, you know, and we're not trying to get them right. So don't quote us on the names. So. Yeah. But anyway, all right. That was good. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. It was good stuff. Yeah. But so what? So what? The so what for me on this one, I think, comes down to um, Joseph and his his leadership. Hmm. His leadership. So um, that's why he was hired. You know, he was blessed. You know, and God's behind it all. But, you know, a lesson of leadership here. And I... I firmly believe, you know, that anybody can be a leader. Mm-hmm. When you look at leadership as influence, we all can influence others. You know, either it's either bad, good, good or bad, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, we do it for the good. And so Joseph here, this is very interesting because he he ha- leadership is about is about um, seeing a problem, yeah, and how to get from here to there, yeah. Okay, and so there was a problem. People needed food. They were getting restless. So how do you get from here to there and make everybody happy? Not just the people, but Pharaoh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I thought this was brilliant. And what he did was to be able to really bless Pharaoh with some money and some land, but also think about the needs of the people. Sure. And so leadership is about getting people from here to there. It's about meeting needs, influencing people. It's about stepping up. It's about solving problems. And I think all of us are called to be leader and to have influence in the lives of people, whether it's at home, in your marriage, at work, in your neighborhood, on your sports team, or whatever it may be. It's it's seeing a problem and saying, you know what, God can use me. He can use anybody. And it's it's getting people from here to there. And it's it's making an impact and difference. And God was blessing it all over it. So. Yeah, for sure. Hey, and to go with that, I mean, the people of Egypt were excellent followers too. True. You know, yeah. they understood the need. They understood the vision. And they were on board. So pretty cool. Good. That was a good so what. We have a passion for leadership, so I have a feeling we'll get a couple more of those leadership so what's in here, especially as we go. I do have to say I'm not a huge fan that Joseph invented taxation, but it's okay. I get where yeah. he's coming from yeah, with it. I got you. 20% tax would be nice. Woo, yeah. All right. So where is Jesus? Where is this? Jesus? Well, Jesus shows up in chapter 46, verse 12, sons of Judah, right? So... We read all of these different uh, genealogies as they kind of come up here. Um, But, you know, we read about the sons of Perez. So remember that Perez and and Zerah were the twins that were born kind of in opposite order of what they were expected. Yeah, One kind of put the hand out and then came back in. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. So Perez is actually an ancestor of Jesus, and so is Hezron. So now we've worked one more generation down toward Jesus Mm -hmm. as we go. So Hezron is the next one line. So that's where Jesus is in a very... Very practical sense. Yeah. We're also going to see, like I said, that uh, Joseph being in Egypt and the way he governed Egypt, and basically he has now invented widespread 
servitude to Pharaoh and the concept of that. And now we see the Hebrew people growing expansively in that region. We we know, he didn't know, but we know what that turns into. You know, eventually Joseph will die and with him, the protection for the Hebrew people, they will become slaves. And so I, I really want people to capture the idea that the people who were reading this book when Moses wrote it, they were looking and saying, ah, that's how we got where we were. Mm. That's how we got trapped in, in mm. Egypt. And then, oh, gotcha. you know, yeah. the, the salvation from Egypt, the, you know, the, the rescue of God's people from Egypt yeah. is such a beautiful picture that gets brought up so many times throughout Scripture yeah. to show the salvation that Jesus brings about for us as well, right? And yeah. so all of this is swelling into sort of God's character. We can it see is. that he's a rescuer, he's a yeah. provider, um, yeah. and we can see how history is lining up to bring us the Messiah. We've got another another uh, ancestor yeah. named, and we've got this situation in Egypt unfolding. Yeah. So we will see. Can't wait. It's It's building. Yes. A lot of excitement. Well, thank you for following us today. We appreciate you, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Get a good night's sleep. Okay.